B C A B C A B C A B C A B C A B C Welcome everyone to Uppy and the Stash. I am your host Uppy. With me as always is Stash. Stash, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you, brother? I'm all right, despite the fact that I'm trying my best to screw everything up today. Uh, joined with us again, three shows in a row. We have Beardo. Beardo, how you doing? Great. How are you guys? I'm alive. Beardo's <laughs> back. I like it. <laughs> What's everyone drinking? I'll start off since I'm going cheap and hard and sexy tonight, like a Tijuana whore. I'm going Corona. The best beer on a hot day. It's been warm down here, so uh, warm warm during the day and then cold at night. So I figured, you know, why not? It was not warm up here today. No, no? it was kind of it's kind of chilly. Tomorrow's going to suck. It's going to be like 57 tomorrow. Hmm. In rain. Maybe our... Maybe maybe we can send this nice weather to our Pennsylvania brothers. Oh, Beardo, what are you drinking? Um, well, I'm preparing for our little trip tomorrow. Tomorrow we are going to Drake's Brewing, um, up ENIR. And so, again, I'm drinking the Denogonizer. Um, unfortunately, this is my last bottle, so I'm going to have to stock up tomorrow. <laughs> Get something new, maybe. Um, maybe. We'll see. I was surprised to still find this beer on tap. Um, I've had it a few times, but first time on the show, I was in Oakdale, the cowboy capital of the world, as that last call. Currently, as of right now, still the only brewery in Oakdale, but not for long. And I picked up the cinnamon roll stout. Mm. So I'm drinking liquid cinnamon rolls that come in at 7.5% alcohol. Nice. That sounds fucking good. It's not bad. Didn't we share some of that at? Didn't we share some of that at New Year's? Yes. No. Kids' birthday party. It was, mm. your, it was your daughter's birthday party where I brought it over, and once the actual adults left, that was pretty. Yeah. That, that was pretty close to New Year's. <laughs> yeah, not far off. Like a month, maybe. No, <laughs> the same month. Yeah. No, it was like two weeks. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we are here after having had. Um, Quite a successful couple of weeks, at least as far as our podcast is concerned. And we are here tonight for this week's show to kill all of our momentum because we're back talking politics again. But uh, this week was Super Tuesday. Uh, we live in the great state of California, which was a part of Super Tuesday. And I don't know, are we here to commiserate? Is that kind of the tone we're going with? Like, you know, it went well for California, but nowhere else. I don't know. <clears throat> I, th- I think we're here to say everything kind of went as expected. Am I wrong? Mm, I, didn't ex- uh, I didn't expect Biden to do that well. I didn't expect Bernie to run away with everything, but uh, I don't know. You didn't expect a bunch of moderates to drop out and people go and subvert, support <laughs> Biden? <laughs> Maybe not that quickly. <laughs> um <laughs> I don't. I, I expected one of those moderates to drop out. I, I was wondering why Klobuchar was still in it, but I still thought Mayor Pete was doing decently well. 
but mm, he was limited limited well it's a lowercase w well <laughs> the only the only thing okay so super tuesday recap why the fuck do you drop out before super tuesday mm-hmm. that's a good question yeah. you, you know that's um not only that dropping out before super tuesday and then and then um endorsing another candidate while people have already casted their early votes mm-hmm. it's pretty shitty it's a really shitty yeah. move you know, the the least you can do is wait a wait a fucking day. Wait a day. Seriously, just wait a fucking day. <laughs> yeah. You know what 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 what's one day to wait to say, all right, you know what, I didn't make I didn't do as well as I'd thought. Uh, I'm dropping out. No. Right. Because Biden got to his campaign like Klobuchar and said, All right, all right, Budichek, I'll 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 make you uh an offer, you know, drop out and you could be my secretary of state and yeah. all right, Klobuchar, you know, drop out and I'll make you my um, you know, attorney general. You know? So shit like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what probably happened. That's a fair point. Most likely. Yeah. yeah. So, because why else would you why why else would you waste people's fucking vote that way? Mm-hmm. Like seriously, why would you waste my vote? If I was a Buddha check supporter and he did that, I'd be I'd be livid. <laughs> right. <laughs> I did have one coworker at work who was a Buttigieg uh, supporter, and he was pissed. Yeah. He's like, I just wasted my vote, wasted my time. It was, it wasn't even worth it. I know. And then he probably said, I could have just gone Bernie. Well, bitch, you could have gone Bernie the first time. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah. Fucking waste your vote. <laughs> so is it? I mean. Let's be frank and honest here. I mean, we all casted a vote for Bernie, right? Um, mm-hmm. Do we? Do, I mean, he's behind already. Does he have a chance? You think? Yes. They want to elaborate. Get a little long-winded here. Well, yeah. So there's still a number of states still up to grab. I mean, we all we all know up to up for grab. So we all know that. Uh, and his really his his path forward um, is to highlight the big differences in policies like he has been doing. Right. He hasn't been playing nasty, but just keep on those policy proposals um, and 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 really hit those states uh, where NAFTA hurt uh, uh, labor really bad. That's yep. that's his best bet. And that is the way he'll be able to pull off all of those um, uh, Biden uh, primary voters. Um, and hopefully he gets some good key endorsements and, you know, maybe it might be Elizabeth Warren, uh, which which Beardo and I were talking about what this we I think we both agreed 90 percent odds like four to one. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, he's I don't think I don't think she's going to so, uh, endorse him, but. That's really his route, and that's one of the only way he's going to pull it off. He won't get a plurality, but he will show that shit. I've I've won enough for you guys to support me. Um, that's how I see it. Well, my fear is though that in a country that is deathly afraid of Trump becoming president again, or a party where we're afraid of Trump becoming president again. Um, People are going to look to that safe bet. They're going to be looking to how do we get those moderates? How do we get those independents? Um, and I don't think they're going to be looking to Bernie. I think 
Um, they're going to point out too easily that he's socialist. They'll throw out that scare word, um, which people don't understand the idea or the difference between Soviet, Russia, um, socialism or democratic socialism. They don't understand the difference between the two. So using the word socialism is an easy scare tactic. And I think it's going to be easily used against uh, Bernie. If he were to win the nomination, it would easily be used against him in the um, election. But I also think it'll be successfully used against him in the primary as well. And I think Biden ends up taking it. I want to disagree, but, <laughs> you know. Well, I want to I wanted disagree as well. I mean, I ran upstairs and grabbed my, my Bernie 2016 sticker. No, not sticker, button. Um, I got that when I went to the Sanders rally a couple of years ago. You know, I, I love Bernie. I, I think he has a super positive message. I think he truly cares about people. I think he's one of the few people who really would do what's best for people just because that's the right thing to do. And whether you disagree with him or not, he's going to try and do his best for you. And I think that's what a president should be. So that's why I keep this button around. That's why I support Bernie Sanders. And that's why I'd love to see him be president. But I think it's a long road ahead. Yeah. I mean, I, w I was fully in the camp of, you know, when it, when it's November, you know, I was going to vote blue no matter who. Um, mm -hmm. Absolutely. But I wasn't ready for it to be March and already have to resign myself to get around the idea of uh, I'm going to be voting Biden. I might have to be voting Biden. It's like, I couldn't be any less enthusiastic about that. I, I feel the same way about that as Stash would have to feel about voting for Kamala Harris. Oh, God. <laughs> Rather pour lemon in my eye than fucking vote for her. <laughs> well, I you know you brought up a good point on this vote blue no matter who thing, because it really tested the limits of this vote blue no matter who. Not so much on the part of of um, you know a Bloomberg or a Klobuchar, you know, or or even you know Biden, but more of um, those who are in that realm in that camp of being moderate in quotation marks that Sanders is, is the actual candidate that won the primary. And a lot of them are saying, no, I can't do it. So mm. this vote blue, no matter who was, was just a bunch of bullshit anyway. Yeah. You know, so, cause you had like extreme, like you had polar opposites. You had a guy like Bloomberg versus a guy like Sanders. And they're like, Oh yeah, well, I can vote for Bloomberg. But then the minute you brought up Sanders, it's like, well, no, I can't. I can't support him. And his 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 Twitter followers are mean. There's big old memes, you know. God, we, they should just play the Taylor Swift song. Why do you gotta be so mean? Every time he fucking says something, you know, it's like Jesus, man. And and my, my biggest contention with this whole like his followers are mean is like, dude, you're gonna go up against the largest and most fucking nastiest troll. Mm -hmm. In all of the United States history, as a president of the United States who has the bully pulpit, he has airtime given to him because he is the president, so he can just say and do and, and do whatever he wants. And you're fucking complaining about Twitter. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Yep. You know? Yeah, this next election is gonna be the ugliest we've ever seen by far. It's gonna be absolutely brutal. And we're gonna need someone who's ready to fight, ready to get as ugly 
as the Republicans are willing to get. And I'm going to go on a limb, and I actually think the one thing that might actually be more important than the presidency is taking back the Senate. Like, Mm -hmm. getting a Democratic president in there isn't going to do us any good if we can't get rid of the Republican majority in the Senate and get Mitch McConnell the hell out of there. Like, we're we're already praying that Ruth Bader Ginsburg holds on for, like, one more year for another year. Yeah. But could you imagine if she retires because Biden wins and then that seat gets held up for four more years because McConnell's an asshole. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. but the best thing Biden can do, and this is it's something we joke about in our house because it never happened, but it, theoretically, I guess it could Biden wins the, the election. Then uh, Ginsburg retires. And then he appoints uh, one Barack Obama to that seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i like to see the senate confirm that um <laughs> when that just chapped trump's ass <laughs> 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 I, I, I have nothing to say after that i, I don't know because i i used to be a huge uh obama uh you know supporter the biggest fan of this guy uh but i just a lot of his policies don't drive with of what he says he is this hope mm-hmm. change thing didn't didn't happen didn't happen at all well looking back on it i mean at the time i thought it was great he tried so hard to reach across the aisle um i think that's what mm-hmm. a leader should do but looking how it's gotten since then i wish he had just said fuck you to the republicans more and but what are you going to do is uh, hindsight is 2020 yeah yeah, it was either that or let's see what was Mitt Romney the no it was John McCain the first time and then Mitt Romney the second yeah yeah um, Mitt Romney I hate poor people so yeah. what are you gonna do yeah 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 the the forty was that thirty percent comment you know thirty percent mm-hmm. of the people are gonna vote for him no matter what because they want free shit yeah you know so yeah yeah well he lost mm-hmm. his own thing because he, he was totally out of touch um, yeah. I wildly out of touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, he got what he deserves. Well, um, so making it a little bit more local, uh, happy to report that here in my um, district, I think California 10 district, um, Josh Harder was our incumbent. Um, he had two mm-hmm. Democratic challengers and three Republican challengers, and he still got the most votes. So he's moving on to the general election, and I couldn't be happier for him because I think he's done a great job up here. Um, Stash, how was it down where you live? Uh, Democratic incumbents are pretty much safe down here. Um, I do believe there is an open seat in the Marietta area, uh, and that was pretty contentious because the, the last congressperson that held it is now Trump's um, uh, West Coast labor uh, representative for for the one of the agencies, which is, I'm drawing a blank right now. But um, and then it left the vacancy open, so there's there's that. Um, but other than that, nothing exciting except for a lot of bond measures for to get schools fixed down here. Um, so of course you got to vote for all the bond measures. Um, that, that's, that was basically, and then, you know, your local community college race, but that's, that was the whole excitement and shebang of 
Moreno Valley, California. Nice. Well, Stash, um, not Stash, sorry. Beardo, I know that you actually don't live in my district. Um, I do not. Who are you, re- who are you represented by? So I'm in District 9, um, and Jerry McNerney is our representative. And he's definitely leading for his eighth term. So he'll be the favorite in the November election. Yeah. <laughs> I think his I think his spot's pretty safe here. Nice. Well, good for him. He doesn't have to fight so hard for it. Yeah. No, he really doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I looked, uh, I looked online, and, uh, you know, what's funny is for as much shit as Nancy Pelosi gets, sometimes deservedly so, she got 73% of the vote in her district, so <laughs> she's not going anywhere. No. Well, she 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 got a primary challenge that actually won. And so he's actually he actually is going to be her first actual primary person that that's what's his name? Um, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know you. Someone's talking to you. I can see. <laughs> uh, uh, he actually uh, Huffington Huffington Post reported that uh, there was a candidate that uh, made it uh, into the into the race and mm-hmm. is going to be her first challenger in probably like what 80 years how old is she like 120 <laughs> she's pretty damn so, old <laughs> so, good she needs to go like nancy pelosi needs to go and so i'm glad someone's <laughs> going to challenge her from the left and uh she needs it she, she needs to be out of there already because how do you how do you go from being you know joe schmo to multi-millionaire while being in congress so. Oh, that was my dad's rant oh, to today too. I like your dad. Yeah, almost. So Stash is starting to sound like your dad. <laughs> I do got the dad. I do got the dad bod. I'm starting to get the white hairs in the beard. So. Is this is this the part where Uppy calls you daddy? <laughs> <laughs> no one. No one. No, calls not even daddy. my son. That's not what I heard. <laughs> Yeah, so fun fact, before Beardo joined us for the first time, Stash tried convincing him that everyone calls him daddy. And yeah, unfortunately, well, not really. I, I've listened to every episode. I know that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and just so you know, not even not even my son calls me daddy. Um, <laughs> he calls me... He says, he says, Father, can I have some more soup? Can I have some more soup, please? Pinchy's daddy. Pinchy's daddy. So, so, oh, so it turns out um, he, the person is, his name is Butar. Mm-hmm. Um, Butar, he's challenging Pelosi. Yeah, I can't get his first, his, his full name. Um, is he a Democrat or a Republican? He's a Republican. Um, so he won. Uh, he's a constitutional lawyer who has dedicated his career in reigning in American militarism. Uh, he's also a part-time DJ. He's got my vote already right there. <laughs> Anybody who can be a part-time DJ and be a constitutional lawyer, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah, he's you, the real deal. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm there. His name's Shahid. A Shahid Buttar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a democratic socialist and uh, he's going to be challenging Nancy Pelosi because he made it. So good. 
I mean, that is going to happen because that uh-huh. hag needs to go. So. <laughs> yep. I, I'm fine with her being there as long as Trump is president. So take it mm-hmm. for what you will that I said that. The theatrics are fun. Like people were so pissed off about the ripping up of the State of the Union. I'm like, go for it. Have a good time. Yeah. I mean, she won. Yeah. We had that. Well, as you know, we it. had Who that. Gives a shit. I mean, she won the moment. She took that moment. You know, I don't. I don't even care. Just make it fun for me to watch. You know, not shaking hands at the beginning, ripping up the speech at the end. I mean, if we could have someone like screaming from the uh, balcony, that would be beautiful. Like, like the <laughs> the Joe, what's his name, that yelled out, "You lie!" You lie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yep. like uh, you know, the whole theatrics of it is just kind of pathetic, though, because it's like, it's like, well, I'm, I'm speaker of the house, and I, you know, it's and it's and it's it's bullshit because at the end of the day, she still gives Trump whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, she knew that uh, the the exercise of impeachment wasn't going to stick because she chose Ukraine as the issue, really. You fucking choose the worst issue of all, like not even like a kitchen table issue of like how, what what is Trump doing that you know to hurt you and your family? No, you mm-hmm. chose an obscure fucking country that you know, good old boy like me down in you know BFE, in the middle of the desert. Who the fucking cares? Who cares about Ukraine? I'm worried about where my next paycheck's going to come from, you know, or uh, how this trade deal is going to hurt me because my business really relies on you know moving these goods, uh, you know. And that's what she focuses on. So, you know, I'm, I I think AOC would have been a better speaker and she probably should have, you know, challenged her. And so, yeah. Maybe, but um, let's be honest here. It doesn't matter which article of impeachment Pelosi chose. It wasn't going to stick anyways. Yeah, but I think I think Sash makes a good point. I mean, this, this impeachment was one that us Americans didn't really give a shit about because... It's not really affecting us Americans. When you look back at Bill Clinton or Richard Nixon, those are both things that the presidents did to the American people. And so you can relate right away. Oh, this guy's trying to cheat us. He's trying to lie to us. This guy's lying to Ukraine. Who cares? He's trying to, you know, strong arm Ukraine. No one cares about that. Yeah. I mean, the Russians got to do it first. We're in their second. Yeah, but, you know... Why that issue? Like you got fucking kids in cages that are, you know, dying. Um, you know, we got now we have the coronavirus and then, you know, we have this whole healthcare issue. Uh, you got, you know, there's a number, you know, the emoluments clause. You, you got you got the guy making money off of, you know, you know, you know, fist over fist on his hotel. And and this is what you choose. Well, you know, but also fucking Ukraine, you know, like Jesus Christ. There's a theory going around, though, that when you're doing these kinds of things, you've got to pick something that's simple enough for where these regular person to understand. And, you know, things like the emoluments clause. I mean, people aren't going to understand that. They're not going to get that, I guess. Um, I mean, I don't think that's right. But, I mean, the more complex the issue, the more the more likely senators and Congress people aren't wanting to take that up because they don't want to have to explain it to us in long big sentences we want to be able to do it in five second monosyllabic terms something easy yeah um 
slapping pictures of, of kids in cages crying and playing that video over and over again, that would have that that would have but the problem with that though is that was happening in Obama's terms as well. I mean, so you can't say Trump can't do it, but Obama can. Yeah. And the the people who and that's kind of a like you said, it's been going on for a while. The people who are outraged are still outraged. The people who aren't outraged outraged are the conservatives, and you're not gonna change no. their mind anyways. All they care about is don't come here illegally and it won't happen. Like, Well, I don't know. I'm going to disagree with that because, Uppy, you've known me for a very long time and I started out rather conservative. And look at me now. So people's minds do change over time. You just have to constantly expose them to the things that disagree with what they've been taught. Yeah. I just, I, you know, I don't know how you went from conservative to like, Bears for Budacek, all of you know. I don't know how you went like <laughs> so left field. So <laughs> it was a gradual process. <laughs> I just had, I had, I sorry, you left the door, you left the door open. <laughs> all right, well, we're at that point, we are gonna wrap up this political nonsense. Um, our talking isn't nonsense, but the whole aspect of the politics are. So, uh, Stash, I'll let you go first. Any final thoughts? Bloomberg did exactly what he wanted to do. That's why he dropped out right after the fucking, right after Super Tuesday. Did exactly what he wanted to do and then endorsed Biden. Mm -hmm. How fucking coincidental, right? Like I said, last time we talked, he was there to disrupt it. He was there to like, you know, uh, peel away votes from other, uh, you know, from Sanders as being the, the, the challenger that he is. Um, and he did it. He did exactly. And that's why all of a sudden he just $500 million. You know, he could have gave $1 million to every American in the United States and still have all of his money left over. I would have got my vote if he had done that. I probably would have <laughs> given my vote too. I mean, I'm buying a million dollars, but it has to be tax free though. You can't fucking tax my million. So you're really going to shy away from my stipulation. I got stipulations. Yeah, beggar, beggars can be choosers, I guess. Okay. Um, Beardo. And don't give it to me. <laughs> I'll, I'll take his million. You can text it. That's okay. Uh, Beardo, any final thoughts? Yeah, it's going to be kind of long. Um, I, I had a kind of a weird thought while we were recording today. Um, in the five elections I've been allowed to vote in, I've never picked a winning presidential candidate. I've always voted for a loser every single time. And so, you know, I'm thinking maybe in this one, I should use that to my advantage and pick the one I don't want to win. What do you guys think of that strategy? I mean, as a sports fan, I agree with the logic. (laughs) Um, That's a terrible track record. I've only picked a loser twice. Um, (laughs) No, you know, I'm 0 for 5. Well, let's be honest, twice I didn't vote. So I'm 0 for 3 in voting. (laughs) See, if you were like a registered independent, then I would probably be like, eh. But I'm as a registered independent, like I don't I didn't even switch over to this to be a Democrat for a day type of type of thing because why? It just emboldens the party. It just you know. Yeah. Well I am a registered independent. Um I think my family would disown me if I registered Democrat. And I just morally can't bring myself to register Democrat yet. Well, you can at least have the so ex- still you can at least have the excuse of you'd prefer to just get mail from one side. 
Um, you obviously <laughs> love getting mail from both Trump True. and the Dem- Democrats. Well, I am a government teacher. It's nice uh, keeping up on their talking points. <laughs> yeah. Let's just check Twitter True. for that. You don't need a you don't need a postcard you don't <laughs> want in the mail to tell you that. Well, only one, unfortunately, only one candidate savvy at that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, anything else, guys? Mm, no, that's it. Oh, and Elizabeth Warren, if you don't fucking endorse Bernie Sanders, I will never have freaking respect for you ever again. You're dead to me. You totally lost my, you totally lost all respect for me. Uh, and I will blame you. I will blame you for Trump for, for another four more years. I, I will agree with Easily. most of that. Mostly, she needs to do the right thing and endorse Bernie. Uh, my final thoughts are all uh, housekeeping items. Make sure you continue listening to us. You all have been super awesome and tuning in the last couple of weeks. We've had really good numbers. And uh hope you enjoy this one. Um, politics are what they are. And the closer we get to November, the more you're going to hear about it. So um, get used to it. But we'll throw a lot of fun in in between as well. And... Um, Make sure you're finding us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, just search for Uppy and Stash, um, capital U, capital S, and um, engage with us. Um, our magnets came in today or yesterday, so hit us up. We'll send you one free of charge. And with that said, uh, until next week, um, the three of us, we all wish you a good afternoon, a good evening, and good night.